Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. Carl, how you doing? Fucking finger guns, we're gonna keep it going. This World Cup was probably the most amazing game that we could have asked for. That, I mean, we're jumping right into it. No little intro talk, no, no, there, no beating around no the bush. Point. That was the greatest game of any sporting event I have ever seen in my entire life. One of the greatest individual performances that I've seen of any athlete ever. Um, that was completely ridiculous by Kylian Mbappe. Um, Messi, congratulations. Uh, we will definitely get into more detail in regards to that game. But uh, let's move on to the third place game real quick. I feel like that's a good opening point. Yeah, very high key. I thought this game was at two and not ten, and I slept through it. Yeah, I watched the entirety of this game and just straight up congrats to Croatia. They were different this entire match. Um, There was not really any full threat from Morocco throughout the entire match. Of course, they did score a goal, but with the way that Croatia sort of dominated the midfield play, that Orsic goal, um, yeah, all you can say is congratulations to Croatia for pulling third. Uh, You were amazing throughout this tournament throughout this tournament and by far had the best midfield i i I don't think modric was going to settle for anything other than a win in this game i don't think he was going to go out i didn't think so like that i also just croatia a country that gained their independence in the early 1990s um smaller population than the state that i live in yep their population is like four million people um in the last two World Cups, they have finished second and third. So, yeah, huge congratulations to them. And I like I, I it's incredible what this generation has done. And I they're right back. Oh, my God. Um, What's his name? I always forget his name. Uh, Danisic? Javardiel. Oh, no. Javardiel. He's a center back. Yeah. No, he balled the fuck out this game. And then the right Carl, back also balled the fuck Carl, out this game. Carl, he balled the fuck out the entire tournament. I I know, I know, but like he won like man of the match, deservedly so. Like had an an amazing match. There was nothing like Morocco had some chances where they were really in on net, and uh, Croatia center backs really were just like, "Hey, you want to hold my beer real quick." It was just absolutely amazing what this side was capable of doing in this match, especially against such a pressuring side such as Morocco. It was a little interesting to see that Hakimi and Zayic, of course, they're going to do their thing. Uh, and Amrabat uh, was amazing throughout the entire game, but there was just too much pressure from this Croatian side. And congratulations for to Morocco for even making it to this point. Like we've talked about this over and over again, but Croatia, Jesus. Yeah. Like the I, fact that you were able to do this two world cups in a row, little different. Yeah. Especially when like nobody thought they, I mean, I, so I didn't have either of these teams getting out of their group. They I had Croatia. They I were, didn't have Morocco. They were in the same group and I didn't have either of them getting out and they finished third and fourth in this tournament. And I, I yep. think Morocco, while they're upset that they didn't win that game, they need to be happy with their performance. They're the first African nation to ever get to this point in the tournament. 
they have made the entire world take a step back and look at African football differently. Yeah. They can play with the big boys. They can play with And the, it's weird to say. They can play it's with the big boys more than the US can play with the big boys. They can play with the big boys yeah. more than CONCACAF can. I mean, yeah. that team is legit and they're young. They're very young. So that's the main thing. I want to see some of these um players actually get picked up by larger clubs. Like Amrabat will definitely not be playing for a smaller club anymore. He was one of the best midfielders in this entire tournament, probably one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, I'm really interested to see where he ends up moving to. Of course, Hakimi is going to be sticking with that PSG side, and uh, he's going to be bringing a lot more to that side, I feel like, with this tournament. And just PSG overall, is going to be, just sorry to interject, but PSG is going to be so awkward for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> But like Bono, Amrabat, uh, like I saw something. All these players, Bayern are interested in Bono. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bayern's also interested in Likovic. Livakovic. So, yeah. You're you're struggling with names. I'm awful with names. I'm awful with names. You're awful with names. Like wow. Yes. Like, wow. But yeah, no. Uh, Croatia really outplayed them. Um, but I feel like that's mostly all we can say about this match. Um, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say much. I literally, like I said, I slept through it. Yeah, exactly. But there, there, there's not much to talk about because of how big the next match actually yeah. was. It sort of was overshadowed. So, so I repeat what I said when we started this episode. This World Cup final was not only the best World Cup final I've ever seen, not only the best final of anything I've ever seen, not only the best football match I've ever seen, it was the most exciting and best game of any sport I have ever seen. I've seen some cool boxing matches and stuff like that. This was different. This was just entirely like as an organized sport and the way that both sides were able to click together at certain moments throughout the match. I don't think I've seen something like it. It this, was very amazing to watch. This was an anointment of the greatest player of all time mixed with a passing of the torch to the guy who's the next best player in the world. This was the passing of the torch. Um, I think it is officially official. Like there, there's no argument. Um, Kylian Mbappe scored a hat trick in the World Cup final. The World Cup final. Of course, two of them were penalties, but both of them were deserved penalties. Well, and, and fucking bang them in. Yeah, like so. Emmy Martinez, as we all know throughout this tournament, is a penalty specialist. He saves penalties. Yes. Both of those in-match penalties that Mbappe took, the first one, Emmy got a hand on it. There was just too much power. Bro, he, he got a hand on both of them. The no, no, he got he got a hand on the got, he got a hand on the other one in the shootout. The other one, uh, oh, Mbappe, that's what it was. Mbappe that's sent him the was. other way. Yeah, no, but like the power that Mbappe put behind all of the penalties that he took, he ended up taking three in the match, scoring all three. Bro, but there his was second no goal, question. his second goal. 
Carl, yeah, Carl, we're, we're sort of Carl. Let, let, let's start from the beginning, beginning though, of the game, because I feel like we're, we're, we're out in Mbappe second goal. That that was crazy, but that was late. So Argentina, we're going to go. Argentina back. ran this game. Argentina ran this um, game. I want to know. We I, we've talked about this a little bit. What are your yes. thoughts on the first penalty that was called, the one on Dembele, where he took down Di Marie in the box? I thought, like, ori- we actually did discuss this already, but I thought originally watching the penalty, I was very hesitant on it until I saw the replay of it. And it is a foul. It's just a softer foul in this situation. I um, I thought... Robin probably should have done that. Yeah. I thought... When I saw the first view, I thought it was a soft penalty. I wasn't yeah. sure. And then I saw the reverse angle where you see from behind, because I thought they were calling it for Dembele lightly pulling down Di Maria's shoulder. But nah. the penalty happened when Di Maria stepped on his heel and their feet got caught yeah. together. And that's what took him down. And that is a penalty. Exactly. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been called. Like I completely understood the situation, but it, yes. it just didn't work out. Yes. Like they they ended up needing a penalty for that. Like there's no argument that mm-hmm. it was a penalty or not. It was. Mm-hmm. Um. But story of the first half, Argentina ran shit. The story uh, of the first half sure was France, on Jose Maria. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um. France didn't even have a shot on target. They didn't throughout the first half. I don't think they had a shot on target um, until like the fifty-something minute. Exactly. Um, so it just really showed the turn of the tide and everything when Mbappe in the 80th minute. Of wait, course, it wasn't wait, Mbappe. Wait, through the gotta, we got to go back. We got to go back. We got to go back. What? What about like literally Argentina ran shit because Argentina's second goal was one of the most beautiful passing organization yeah. team goals that we've seen in a final, and we can't. That Di Maria finish was amazing. It was literally it was like the Ozil a bounce. Ozil bounce. It was an Ozil bounce, yep. but Di Maria his finish was amazing. Messi's pass through to McAllister was amazing. Yep. McAllister's finish or not finish pass to Di Maria was amazing. You know how many players? You know how many players? Off. It was a perfect integration. Do you know how many players in McAllister's position would have shot that? Oh, all of them. Dude, so selfless to get rid of that ball. That was the main thing that I kept on seeing throughout Argentina's play, especially um before they were getting pressured extremely heavy from that French side. Yeah. Um that Argentinian side were just so willing to just let the ball off, to just keep possession, to just keep on putting pressure on in the mm-hmm. opponent's third. It wasn't in regards to, oh yeah, Messi needs the ball, like X player needs the ball, because that was not the case at all. We saw a lot early on that they kept on trying to force feed in terms of the French side. Like the French side just kept on trying to force feed Mbappe mm-hmm. and force feed like the attacking third, and they kept on getting shut down that Argentina side did the complete opposite and played from the back and really started building yep. possession after possession. And we're just so capable. And they in. were like, we want to, we want to put pressure on your net. We don't care who it's going to be. Exactly. Like the passing around the box was just amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it, I haven't seen another side do something like that. They were spectacular. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Spain from 2008 yeah, of, to 2012 course, do that, but. 
but it was different. And it, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just need to make something clear for everybody who's listening. That was not me trying to say that this Argentina team is anything like that Spain team. I think if it came down to it, that Spain team wipes the floor with most of the teams that we see today. I just need to get that. Yeah, but, I, I just need that to be clear. That I was not. But I also want. I also want to like give Argentina their props. No, I, like, I know. Jesus I know. Christ, I'm giving being them an underdog props. like the way that they click together, like no other performance. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening is, yeah, Argentina was running through this match, like no issues at all. And then a very, very clear. Well, so about the fifty fifth, very clear fifty fifth, sixtieth minute ish, France kicked into gear. Yeah, they subbed off Giroud and Dembele like midway through the first half to try and change the way they were playing because I wasn't. I thought they weren't really having success with Giroud's target man type style. They needed more of an incisive striker and they, they moved. needed pressure on the back yeah. line yeah they, 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 they moved they Mbappe to... middle Colomwani was a little bit better of a matchup in terms of what was going on so I oh, he was I, fucking amazing in this game I understood everything about that yeah no uh, and then France also changed their positioning to a 4-2-3-1 yes. yes uh they were originally running a 4-3-3 I believe yes and with the four two three one, we were really able to see that possessive style out of France, where they were really putting on the attack to this Argentinian side. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, they had a couple possessions where they were just constantly in the Argentinian box, and they ended up drawing a penalty from it. Also, a very, very, cl- obvious, very penalty. obvious penalty, like very obvious. Very, penalty. yeah. If that wasn't called like shit, that that would have been. Such, such a disaster. But Mbappe cleans it up. Yep. And then within 90 seconds of cleaning up a beautiful penalty, France stormed down the pitch, pass it off a couple times. Mbappe laid the ball off, made a phenomenal run. And Carl, you need to tell everybody how you described what Mbappe did on this shot. Oh, Mbappe literally formed into all four Ninja Turtles and just banged this home. Like, I I don't know how to describe it. I don't understand. He He was basically falling over. He was falling over. Had the ball in a really, really weird angle. I don't understand how you hit a ball that hard, that precise, that clean. From that position. I, I can understand I can understand the placement. I can understand maybe going for power over placement. I just can't but understand both? the combination of both. Like that? Yeah. That that shot was insane. He was falling down to his left hand side, leaning over and just bangs it with his right bottom corner. Unsavable. Unsavable. Beautiful shot, beautiful build up. And mm-hmm. that's really where tides shifted entirely because for France the ran for it. the rest of the game it, it looked well not the rest of the game for the rest of regulation it looked like yes. if anyone was going to score it was going to be France yes and then um Martinez ended up having an amazing save whoa, at the whoa, end whoa, of, we're not we're not there uh, yet no, 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 we're no. not there yet he he didn't have an amazing save but he had a very great save yes at the end of regulation yes. in order to prevent France from actually winning the match which I was 
Jesus Christ. Colo was oh, no, we're, down. Dude, dude, Argentina's dude, 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 really. Carl, Carl, you're 30 minutes too deep into the game right now. He made that. Sa- no, Colo was putting pressure on. Yeah, but that he made that he made one save right at the end of regulation. And then he made the other. Oh, save. I thought you were talking about the other save. Um, then no, 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 he made two saves. Yeah. So like he made one really he, good catch to just yeah. prevent the match yeah. from like yeah. getting turned on its head. Yes. And then it ends up going into extra time. We'll get and it. We'll get in. We'll first, get it. We'll get into that save later because I have a lot to say on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The first 15 minutes of extra time, I'd probably say it was a very back and forth game. Of course, France was still in the the more attacking yeah. of positions, but it was very back and forth. Mm-hmm. I have no real gripes about that. It, it was fun to watch. Yep. And then we come back for the second half of extra time. Immedi- so immediately, immediately Argentina scores. Immediately, Argentina has beautiful buildup and just completely out possessing France and get a tap in from Messi. By it, the way, Hugo like, Lloris made a phenomenal save on that initial shot. Yes, yes. But if you um, if you make a save and the ball is dribbling in front of goal, right in front of Messi, yeah, eh. it, it's going in. So I need to say something. About the other penalty that Mbappe was awarded. Because I, I think it's still deserved. I'm going to tell you why it shouldn't have been a penalty. Okay. When you watch the replay, the corner comes in. It flicks off somebody's head and then bounces off of Deo Makano's hand while it's above his head. And that redirects the ball over to Messi. Or not over Messi, over to Mbappe. That right yeah. there. That handball, if they had was the reason, is was the reason Mbappe even got the ball. So if that penalty hadn't yeah. happened, let's say Montiel doesn't block it with his arm and it ends up going in, they could go to VAR anyway and see that Upamecano's hand caused it to go to Mbappe and the handball rule and the build up to the goal and the goal wouldn't have stood. So yeah, for anybody saying that the refs rigged this for Argentina. That's an example of a blatant missed call by an official. That- I was going to say, it did seem that way. Like, I'll give people the argument. Like, first half, it seemed like they were, like, all Argentinian. Like, there were a couple questionable tackles. They, I completely think they were clean, but they were questionable. You could have called fouls on a couple of them and started to get really nippy. Mm-hmm. But... Overall, the way that the refs called this match was perfect. I thought, I, I, really I thought, don't. I thought the official was phenomenal. I thought yeah, he I called. Really don't I thought he complaints. called everything with conviction and confidence. Um, yep. If he called a penalty, it was a penalty. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking he about. Stood like, no by, he stood by. He stood by all his calls. Yeah, and all the calls were not egregious. Correct. They were all mm-hmm. very within. Like any spectrum, mm-hmm. they they were very good calls. Yeah, I completely think that the refereeing in this match specifically is one of the best of that World refereeing Cup. performances. Yes, yeah, because I I was hesitant at first. At first, I'm pretty sure there was like one offsides call where I was like, "What the fuck? Like this is gonna be one of those." Well, no, they didn't. And then they, just, didn't they didn't get it. Most of the offside calls went. They were that. uh 
techno- technology offsides at this World Cup, and the, yeah. none of none of them were wrong. It was yeah, no, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. Yeah. But uh, you know, like the first one that was called within the first like ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Do you remember I'm, that one? I'm it talking, was sort of like on, I'm not talking about the linesman here. I'm talking about the official, the referee. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, the refereeing was amazing. The only thing I had an issue with at first was a linesman, and then it didn't happen again. So yeah. then I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. Because they, they tried to play like an advantage in oh, a position where are you they, are you talking about the offside call where they called it late? Yeah. So you have to understand that they're su- you still have to have the build up and no, everything no, afterwards. They still they're allow. they're supposed to call it late. Because if the offsides occurs further up the field, you're supposed to let the play develop in. And if the team scores, allow them to score. Because if you call offsides when it's not offsides and the play gets blown dead before the scoring opportunity develops, the goal won't stand. Yeah, because they have VAR now, they're supposed to let these plays wait in case the team scores if it's a close offside. So the yeah, goal can it, be awarded. There was like, so I don't. There was like a pass back or something in that situation where I was that just sort of like hesitant on. Like I see where you're coming from that he waited a long time to call off sides, but that's in yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm used to that. I'm used to uh, them doing that. On to this is oh, there's a little bit of bias here. The, the, this is the end of the match now. Like this is literally one fifteen on. Because well, we not, are we're we're, like, we're past that. We already talked about the second penalty. We're on we're on to the moment. We're on to. No, we didn't talk about the second penalty, bro. Yeah, I did. I said oh, we 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 did a little bit earlier, but no. I mean, I explained why I don't think it should have been a penalty. Um. Oh yeah, but we didn't talk about Mbappe's finish or anything, which was beautiful. It was a gorgeous. He, turns, he sent he sent yeah. he sent him the wrong way. There's not much else to say, but. Bro, but the power he got behind all these shots. Yeah, like, I know, I know. But we're at now at the 123rd minute. France is in on goal. Randall Colomuani has the best chance to score a goal of this entire match. He's top of the box yeah. alone, him and Emmy Martinez. He plays a low, powerful shot that usually beats a keeper. And I shit you not. Any day of the week, it would have. Any day of the week, it would have. I shit you not when I say this. Emmy Martinez made the most important save in the history of football. Yes, and uh, what a fucking save it was. I, I, All I can say is doing a Michael Jackson split into <laughs> saving that ball. Like I, I screamed. I saw him through and I was like, no, because I mean, as a neutral fan, I, I want Messi to win the World Cup. Um, yes. I was like, no, no. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, it's it's the best save I've ever seen. Man literally does the splits and saves an amazing shot. Literally, Colo had a couple chances where it was like, OK, yeah, he's getting saved. But no, th- this was just straight through on goal. No, th- this uh, was a goal. To do. This was a goal. I mean, he did his yeah. job. This was just the most important save 
I've ever seen for any side. I saw I saw an argument where Probably somebody ever. said Casillas's save against Robin in the 2010 World Cup final was a better save. It was probably a better save. I'm talking about the toe save, but yeah, it wasn't a more important save because if that ball had gone in the net, there was still another half hour left in the game. Yeah. Th- this was this was literally the final second, the final possession. No, Argentina got another one after. Yeah, but like they just went up the field. They got like halfway up the field and they blew the whistle. No, they got into the box and they almost got a shot off. Yeah, but like it, it, it wasn't the same. No, it wasn't like, the same, but it, it, they also had a chance. It seemed like at the end. Um, but it wasn't the same kind of chance. And yeah, I just I don't I don't know if I'm ever going to see something like that again. I mean, I know I know Messi scored two goals. Di Maria scored. Everybody for Argentina delivered in penalties. Every single person. Emiliano Martinez throughout the entire match. Emiliano Martinez won this World Cup for Argentina with that kick save. Yeah, and then um, he was fucking amazing in the penalties. So Mbappe's first penalty. I'm just I'm gonna take Beautiful. I'm gonna take a little bit of a deeper dive into the penalties because from the goalkeeper perspective, just what I saw. So Mbappe's penalty, if it had less power on it, was savable. But yes, it, it was because he, he put that penalty right where you want it as a goalie. Like, that was the one he got the hand on, right? Yeah. Because the, it was the, the one, where one he earlier got, he got, he got fingertips on. He got his on. upper hand on it and pushed it into the side netting. Um, yeah. That That is a that is the perfect spot, mid-body, kind of in between the middle of the goal and the post, right where you want it to be. Too much power, unsavable. Mess, yep. Messi's penalty? He made, Uris, he made Uris look like a child. His run yeah, up, him out. his run up, his ability to slow himself down and make Yuris move Bro, first, he, and then just he was leaning to the right the entire time, and then just shoots it left. Yep. And of course, Larice is gonna dive to the right there. Yep. Like it, it's what you do. Yep. And he he just gets cleaned up, like no issue at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Komen, fucking save of a century from Emmy. Great save yeah, on that. Because that Komen PK wasn't too bad. It had pace. No, it, it was good placement and good pace. It wasn't Mbappe's. No. But Do it, you... it, it, it normally is a goal. Yes. I give Paulo Dybala so much credit for how calmly oh, hit. he took his penalty. Yeah. He got subbed on in the 121st minute strictly to take one of it strictly to take a penalty. Yeah, literally, the man has barely played in this entire tournament. But he's one of the best dead ball strikers you got. He's one of the best fucking free kick takers and one of the best penalty takers in the world. Yes. So so Ch- you, you put him up. Chuameni's penalty. Given who was on the field, I'm not necessarily sure how I feel about Sending a 22 year old up there for that penalty. All, yeah, I probably wouldn't have sent you him any, but although with his performance throughout that's the why, matches and everything, that's why yeah, I, you sort of have to. That's why I would have. Um, 
that is exactly why I think it was the right call. I'm, if Giroud was still in, of course you give it to Giroud, but you give it to Giroud over Coleman and Chuamani. And here's Again. here's why I don't think it matters that Chuamani missed. Ready? Yeah. Emmy had it covered. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, even if he didn't pull that wide, that was getting saved. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, Emmy Martinez is not as big as, like, your typical PK. Uh, he's only, like, 6'3", I think. PK specialist. Like, he's not Tim Cruel size. His no, he's feet not. He's are so freaks. His feet are so goddamn fast getting off the line. It's incredible to watch. No, he's also what he's capable of doing. I don't know if you remember the clip of summer uh, when he hit the quick shimmy into like the crazy save Mm -hmm. on the penalties. Mm -hmm. But like he Martinez pretty much does that every time. Yeah. Well, do you know why? Why? So that quick shimmy. Is it, it, yeah, it fakes them out. No. It makes them think you're going one way. That's not why. It also what? gives you more dive power. You quick shimmy to one uh, side. You put all your weight into your feet so you can explode more. It gives you, as a keeper, it gives you more launch. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I was thinking mostly because of the positioning standpoint. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Paredes... Uh, Blew it away. Perfect penalty. And same with um Colo Colomawani's penalty. He walked up there with like a death stare, blasted yeah, the penalty he, up the middle, and then walked back with a death stare. He was pissed that he missed multiple chances throughout that match. I think he was pissed off that Emmy Martinez saved that one chance. And then yeah. I do love, I love that Gonzalo Montiel got to take the last penalty. Yeah, the, and also it was a perfect penalty. The guy who gives up the handball penalty to send the game into pens is the guy who wins it. Yep. Un- it it un- was unbe- spectacular. Unbelievable moment. Truly, truly unbelievable moment. Every single finish by Argentina, absolutely nuts. France, I'm sorry you had to verse Argentina in penalties at that point. It's not even it's not it's flagged. not it's not even Argentina. It's it's Emmy Martinez. Do you pay attention to his mind? Do, do you pay attention to his mind tricks? What he does to people? Oh well, I I know when he walks up and chirps. He and, walks and up and like chirps. He did one for I forgot whose pick kick. It might have been Coman's. He walked up holding the ball like he was just gonna give it to Coman. And then he yeeted it to the side. He like he stands I there. I did see that. He, I did see he that. Dances. He's in your face. He's yelling things, and that's that's my biggest seller. Like his screaming and such, and the way that he's able to actually throw you off slightly. He's so good at getting on the mental side of the the taker that. It just gives him an advantage. And Hugo Lloris even said, we're at a disadvantage if we go to penalties. He's like, because I'm not a good penalty saver. And he's not. Well, we know Lloris is not renowned for that. And we know Emmy is. how young this French side is overall. Yes. Like, ignore Emmy Martinez. Literally throw Romero in goal right now. 
I truly think this Argentinian side would still I don't, have won in penalties. I think they would have won, but I think it would have been different. I, I yeah, I don't think it would have been as clean of a win as it wouldn't, the way it that wouldn't have Emmy been. It wouldn't have been as confident. It. No, but I I truly think every Argentinian player could have walked up and just nailed the penalty. They they were all coming out with that same confidence. Yes. Yes. So that that was the main thing. If you throw Martinez on the next one, yeah, he's scoring that. If you throw Fernandez on the next one, yeah, he's scoring that. Like, I, I had no doubt in my mind that even if the penalty shootout went a little longer, that Argentina were just putting it away. Yeah. They they were just so calm, cool, and collected when they were at the spot. You could tell with mm-hmm. some of the younger French side. Where it was like, okay, yeah, I can see the issues here. And they didn't have the majority of their veterans. Like, I feel like that's a major consideration for this. Like, this French side, imagine if they had Benzema, Conte, Pogba. Like, so. Con- I still think Chuameni gets playtime. I, think, I um, still think Chuameni starts. Yeah, I still think so too. Um, but Rabio is not going to be that centerpiece, even though he balled out throughout the tournament. Um, it, the lineup just looks very different. Of course, if you the lineup, throw on, the, Benzema in there as well, like the lineup would have been, the only change would have been Benzema and then Pogba probably for Rabio. Pogba or Conte. Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, Pogba has been hurt, so maybe not, but. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, if Pogba wasn't hurt or something, imagine the way that this French side would have looked. Yeah. I don't know. But they still they still had a lot of depth. They yes. still were a very competent team. It wasn't a matter of, oh, yeah, no, like, they aren't good enough. You want to know what one of their biggest problems is? What? They don't have a true right. I mean, they do have a true right back. He just didn't play at all. Yeah. Like, I don't understand but the Pavard I, over I'm not Acuna. a fan of Pavard. I mean, sure, but you have a true right back that you're going to put up. But you play your right back over fucking Kunde. Yes, you play your right back against Angel Di Maria over Kunde against Angel Di Maria. Yeah, because we also saw what happened last time Pavard played against Argentina dude, in the last World Cup. Dude, that side volley was gorgeous. Yeah, like, that's all you, like, bro, I don't understand how you don't even sub him in. Yeah. Like, with, with his last performance against Argentina, you're like, yeah, he's coming in. Like, he, he is doing something. Yes. But no, um, genuinely, thoroughly impressed by this game. Congratulations to Argentina and France. You put up a very valiant effort. I'm surprised you were even able to make it to this stage of the tournament based on the whole World Cup curse, but... Yep. Congratulations once again. You want to know what's scary? You want to know what's scary? What? France is going to be even better in four years. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, Kamavinga is going to be better. Chuameni is going to be better. The only thing I'm questioning four years from now. What? Who the hell is their keeper? Mike Mignon. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he's been balling out for ages. He's just so. he's just hurt, so he wasn't at the World Cup. But Mike Mignon, he would he would have been the starting keeper. No, he wouldn't have. He would not have been. 
I know he wouldn't have because of past success and everything with Lurice, but what Uris I'm is, saying Uris is, is like, also, you have to understand, Uris is the captain. Yeah, I know. And has been for and years. And I was going to say Mbappe's not a captain. Griezmann can be a captain at times, but like... No, nah, it's going to... Chiuameni's next. I think Chiuameni is, yeah. uh, especially with the maturity that he showed, mm-hmm. especially in the loss and everything. But I wouldn't be surprised with the center backs in the future if you, we end up seeing like... Upamakano or Kanata. Upamakano. Yeah. yeah. Also, like... I want to see more of Saliba. Like, he could have performed relatively well throughout this match. He could have, but... But he's he's one of those that you don't take the risk on in this kind of match. Kind of. I mean, I would have played Saliba maybe over Ibrahima Kanate, given their league performances, but I don't really think that would have mattered for the tournament or for this match. I don't really think anything was stopping Argentina. I don't think anything specifically for this match, besides maybe a fully healthy French side with all the players that they didn't have going into the World Cup. I'm still not um, sure, honestly. I think this French side is different. When you have a Benzema, you have a Pogba, so, you have a Conte so maybe I need off to, the I, bench. I need to point or, out to you that yes. they won the World Cup last time without Benzema, and then when Benzema got reintegrated into the side for Nations League and stuff, they played like yeah, they didn't play they, as well. They played like shit. And then they yeah, they, get, they get to the World Cup and Giroud comes back in as the striker and they start playing very very well again. I think Giroud's play style actually fits this French side better than Benzema's. And not saying Benzema's the better player, bar none, yeah, over Giroud, but. In terms of the way this team plays and the continuity and... The way that Griezmann and Giroud are able to link up yes. in sort of a very integrated way where they are really capable of swapping positions and such. Yes. It's not the same sort of thing with Benzema. Benzema would be the more prominent target man and really be possessing the ball more. Yes. So I definitely understand why it didn't out the same way yes. with Benzema within the pitch. I'm just talking about like a player by player basis because, yes. like we said earlier, Benzema is better than Giroud, not in international play. Well, but also, but he is better. it also comes down to it's not about who the best players are, it's about how your players play together. So that is entirely true. That's more important than who is on the field, it's how they play together. But yeah, because if I don't want this Argentinian side through like yeah. the ball and they probably wouldn't have, have played been as well. In the same position. I don't want to ramble on too much about like the hypotheticals. Which, what ifs? Yeah. Yeah. So before we get out of here, I let's talk about the awards. Yeah. Emmy won Golden Glove with that. I wanted to do that one last. Okay, perfect. So um, Golden 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 Ball. ball. Golden Messi. ball, Messi deserved. I mean, he scored in every every single round of the tournament. Um, say what you want that a lot of his goals were penalties. It's not his fault. He's the penalty taker. Um, you have yeah. you have to score him, and he did. He excellent player for Messi throughout the whole tournament. He's the only player to win two golden balls. He yep. he's Messi. I mean. He's the goat. 
solidified with this tournament, he is by far, well, not solidified. Even before this, he was the best player ever. Just the stamp of certification with a World Cup and another Golden Ball. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Young player of the tournament. I t- Fernandez. I totally agree. I 100% agree. Uh, Enzo Fernandez went off. He was unbelievable in this tournament. I had no idea who the hell he was before this tournament started. Nope, I can't wait to see him play for a bigger club afterwards. I want him. He is Liverpool are linked with him now. I want him. Everyone wants him. Are you kidding me? Yeah. With his performance this World Cup? Yeah, it makes sense. Dude, did you see Mbappe's face when he won the Golden Boot? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else. Anywhere but on stage with only Argentinians. Yep. Uh, that that was just so comical. So Mbappe ends up winning uh the golden boot with eight eight goals, goals in a tournament hat trick. Which, by the way, yeah, that was impressive. Side note: He's gonna break Miroslav Klose's record for most World Cup goals. Um, he's well, yeah, he's twenty three years old and he has thirteen World Cup goals. Yeah, and four of them are in finals. He might set the record somewhere in the twenties. For World Cup goals. Yeah, he's been in two World Cups and he's 23. He'll be. So. Actually, it's 142 in the morning on December 20th. Kylian Mbappe is 24. Oh, wow. Yeah, happy, ber- happy birthday, Mbappe. Yeah, well, still lost the World Cup, but no, I- I'm really interested to see yeah. um, what this guy can do in the future. It's so, just by far amazing. So now. Going into the Golden Glove. So, wait, referencing our last episode real quick, we were talking consistently about Bono. We were talking about uh, the Croatian. Yeah, the Croatian keeper. And then uh, we we were also talking about Emmy. Yes. For the three main keepers in this conversation. Mm -hmm. For me personally, Mm -hmm. with Emmy's performance in this World Cup final. Yeah. Despite it not requiring many saves, Mm -hmm. the essential saves that were made by Emmy Martinez made him win the Golden Globe. It's also not... Otherwise, I would not have given it to him. I looked back throughout the tournament. It's not just that game. He made... No, not at all. He made phenomenal saves in the group stage to keep Argentina in it after they lost to Saudi Arabia. He made he made a phenomenal save at the end of the Australia match to make sure that game didn't go into extra time. He saved two or three penalties against the Netherlands. Yep. He made a couple saves. He made the save, the, the best save, I, the most important save I've ever seen, one of the best saves I've ever seen. The most important save and best save Emmy Martinez is going to make ever in his life. Yeah. Um, I think it was deserved, honestly. He might not have had the same volume as the other keepers, but... You can't blame to say, a keeper for yes. having a better defense than another. Yes, and it's not an understatement when you say that they would not have won the World Cup without him. 
under no, under any circumstances. All. And for me, that's what the best goalkeeper means. If you throw Bono in there, they aren't winning the World Cup. If you throw Correct. the Croatian keeper in there, they're not winning the World Cup. Correct. Emi Martinez is one of the only keepers on the face of the earth who can make those saves. Maybe Ochoa. But Maybe Courtois we, we in last season's Champions League. No, no. A, a Ch- World Cup Ochoa is different than that. World Cup Ochoa is. <laughs> I'm so sad. We don't and was like. Again. And yeah, I was about to say this was his last one. Wasn't he like 43? 37, I think. Oh, shit. Um, and just just need to put this out there. Emmy Martinez is elite with his shithousery, even more so. The dude won the Golden Glove trophy. Oh, my God. Put the trophy on his crotch like a dick and fucked the air while a Qatari royal like looked at him was like in his head he's definitely like you can't do this here but whatever um yeah <laughs> i mean emmy martinez i love him i i love him and i just need to give a little bit of a shout out to neil mapay okay do you know why i'm shouting out neil mapay Nah. so about two years ago Neil Mopay made a very, very rash, dangerous challenge on Bern Leno. Sent Bern Leno, tore his ACL, out for the season for Arsenal. This gave Emiliano Martinez a chance to start for Arsenal. He balled balled the the fuck fuck out. out. Earned himself a move to Aston Villa to become a starting keeper. Got called. He's been balling the fuck out. Got called up to the Argentinian national team. Won the Golden Glove in the Copa America, making multiple saves and penalty shootouts along the way. I mean, yep. The butterfly effect of that tackle by Neil Mopay leading to this is hysterical. Hysterical. If we're just if we're just talking about um. Like international performances, just because Villa, like within league play and everything, has not been spectacular. Of course, Emmy has been mm-hmm. for that side, but I think Emmy has a pretty solid case right now for goalkeeper of the Yashin Award. So the only reason why I will say no to that is because it was just given out oh, in October. Play. Well, it's not just a league play award. It's a whole season award, but there's so much time. I would say he's the front runner right now. Oh, by far. After that World Cup performance. But I think there's too much time, and I don't necessarily know if he'll end up winning it. I don't think he'll end up winning it, but I think with his performance in the World Cup and everything, if his name isn't in that hat, it's fucking stupid. Agreed. 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 But yeah, um, I think that's going to mostly wrap up our World Cup talk. Uh, it was an amazing match. Do we want to talk about the Club World Cup or do we want to just save that? Because it's been 50 minutes. We could glance on it real quick. Yeah, we'll, Not crazy. We'll get because into a lot this. of things aren't confirmed in regards to it. That's mostly confirmed for the Club World Cup. But we'll we'll get into this in a little bit more detail probably next week. Um. Yeah, but we'll glance. We'll glance now. So on the eve of the World Cup final, um, Infantino announced that they're revamping the Club World Cup. Uh, 
It's going to be a 32-team tournament starting in 2025. Um, It looks like it's going to be 11 or 12 clubs from Europe, 7 or 8 from South America, and then 4 from each of the other continents and 1 from Oceania. It's going to be based on club rankings and the results of continental competitions like the Champions League and the Copa Libertadores and all the other stuff like that. Yes. So I like and hate this idea. We both have a sour taste from it, but as well, I'd be excited to see it. I'm going to be excited to watch it, but when the hell are these players going to rest? Yeah, like we're just only adding tournaments. Like, it's not all about the money. These players are people too. I understand the notion and the thought out there that they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, just play, but... You can't run these guys to death like they and And then expect the same kind of performance. Yes. Like the quality of football is going to decrease because these guys are going to be so tired. And like prime example, one Pedri, like the man played fucking 85 matches last year. And like, yeah, like the fact that he was in that position in the first place, like he was deceased when it came around to the regular season for uh La Liga. And he missed like he a bunch wasn't of games. Doing, yeah, he wasn't doing a thing. And guess why? Because... He was overworked. Yeah. So, so it's just more of a matter of, like, figuring it out. You can try to do something like that, but... I like the idea of it. I just... I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be as exciting as a World Cup, because... I don't think so. I mean, the European nations are going to dominate. Um, I do think the CONMEBOL nations are going to surprise people. I think River Plate, if they get in, I think a Palmeiras, I think a Boca Juniors, I think a Flamengo. I think clubs like that could... They could definitely surprise. Surprise. The MLS sides are going to get their shit rocked. Yeah, it's going to be a real wake-up call. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get more details. Eventually, we're also going to dive into the 2026 World Cup format, but that's so up in the air. Yeah, that one's even more up in the air. But this was the best World Cup final I've ever seen. Um, hopefully we get more football like this coming after that. But thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with Premier League. Peace. January 14th. Let's go. January 14th. The Prem comes back like next week.